Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everyone, welcome to the final episode of the theater podcast for 2022, right? That's what year it is. I can't even remember what freaking year we are in at this moment. Uh, we're going to do the normal end of year wrap up like uh, I've done every year so far. And we are joined again by my lovely, lovely friend, Diana Salome, who you may remember from episode 41 and also from the 2020 wrap up episode 123. Diana, how you doing? Hi, Alan. I'm so happy to be here with you. Uh, you were saying a second ago, this is the first full year of theater we've had since COVID. So yeah, since 2019 was the last year that we had a, a full year of theater. And finally, again, this year, 2022 was a full year of theater. So how many shows did you end up seeing? Like your position, you're still uh, in working at Serena Coin and uh, and your job, part of your job is to see theater. So what did you get to see? Yeah. Oh, I got. I saw a lot of shows. I probably saw 35 or 40 different shows, but there are a lot of things that I went back to multiple times. I'm going through my list. I think I saw Into the Woods four times really? this year. Yeah. You've been, right? You've seen Into the Woods. I haven't seen Into the Woods yet. What? No, no. Don't tell anybody that. Don't tell anybody I said that. Uh, well, we have to rectify that. We have another week and a half left to go see it. Can I? Can I? Okay. Help me out. Help, yes. Help me out. Okay. So I, I need to go see that. Um, this this week week this year i don't even know how long time is anymore see this is how messed up 2022 has been uh it's been so much of balancing working from home and going to see the shows and like my kids are getting older and it's just hard it's freaking hard but there's been so much good stuff out there and it's funny going back through the list of shows that i've seen like r.i.p to some of the good ones hey i got an idea let's let's give a tony award to uh company for best revival and then have it close a month later yeah. come on yeah i know we've we've had to say goodbye to a lot of amazing shows this year but also got to say hello to a lot of great new ones that i think will be here for a while into the woods i just want to go back to that one for a second because i think i'm always going to think of 2022 as the year of into the woods <laughs> like this show just brought so much joy to the theater community after a couple of years of what was a really tumultuous breakdown and build back up of Broadway, where from the city center production to Broadway, every single cast member that has played any of these roles just has lit up the world. I mean, on Twitter, 
you know, before, back when we used to use Twitter like six weeks ago, anytime <laughs> a new person was announced to be in the cast, it just, you see everybody become a theater kid again and get excited. And so I will think of this as a year of, of Into the Woods for sure. I mean, from Heather Headley to Sarah Brellis to Stephanie J. Block, every single person that has been in this cast has been exquisite. I can't wait to go with you. We have to go next week. Well, please. All right. I, I'm Great. totally there. I How do you feel about... um? Uh, there's some that have criticized Into the Woods actually about like just having repeated stunt casting because uh, usually, you know, for those who aren't familiar, stunt casting is like when ticket sales start to decline, you bring in a celebrity or something who may or may not have the chops to hold a sustained performance, but they're good for a short amount of time just to sell some tickets. But uh, Into the Woods did something, they did it so differently. And I wonder if like, what was the standard contract length? Do you have any idea? Was it like a month, two months or anything? You know, it varied and all of the performers, I mean, people have been coming in and out of Into the Woods on a rolling basis. Right. So it's not like cast one ends on June 1st and cast two comes in on June 2nd. It's been people, you know, making it work for them. And the producer of the show, Jordan Roth, um, along with Nicole Castrinos at Drew Jamson, they have done an incredible job of getting all of these people in. And like you define stunt casting, I think, brilliantly in a way that just shows that Into the Woods was not stunt casting. It was all people who were amazing at the role and they made it work with their schedules and it was like a, it was like theater camp but good i love how how original broadway cast members sjb 70j block and and sebastian are gonna like real life husband and wife are now gonna go yeah. on the original on, on the tour together i think that's just cool when that kind of stuff works out i got like to that. see both of them do the role of the baker and the baker's wife together it's so special <laughs> it's so special to watch them together like you really feel that chemistry i mean they're incredible actors but you feel that authentic chemistry between them i'm so excited for date night next week get ready okay okay we're there we are totally there what was uh what were some of the other favorites that you saw this year Oof, Kimberly Akimbo. Two shows that we saw together. Yes! Kimberly Akimbo saw, and Top Dog Underdog. We saw opening night together, I think, or was it first preview? We went to first, first preview, preview of Kimberly Akimbo together and opening night of Top Dog Underdog together. Yes. Two absolute highlights of the season. Talk about joy in the theater community. I think Kimberly Akimbo is one of the most joyful, original things that I have ever seen on Broadway. And so that's great. You know, I just got my copy of New York Magazine literally today, just before this, I was getting my mail. Bonnie Milligan who plays Aunt Deb in uh, Kimberly Kimbo, for anyone who hasn't seen it, um, lives under a was rock. just put, incredible, incredible. She, she please, the Tony Award gods, I hope you're listening to us, take good care of Bonnie in 2023. Um, <laughs> she gets the award Bonnie... immediately for a person who needs more stage time. One hundred percent. You always leave them wanting more, and Bonnie has left you wanting more of her. Um, Bonnie was just put on New York Magazine's uh, Approval Matrix year-end roundup as a brilliant performance. She is in highbrow brilliant. Like how unbelievable that just above Leah Michelle on the <laughs> Approval Matrix. Wow. Yeah. Well, gosh, yeah. you want to talk about uh, we'll talk about Leah Michelle for a second. Talk about like a show that yeah. that got saved right saved by the bell absolutely incredible i have never i have never in my career seen a show get turned around the way that funny girl got turned around she's incredible her partner on stage tova is unreal it's almost like the roles were written for them i i saw it uh i haven't actually seen leah yet i've seen julie banco and mm -hmm. and julie with um with tova 
And I went purposely to see Julie, and I just want to give a massive, massive shout out in general to standbys, understudies, alternates, and swings, because we wouldn't have a full year of this industry without them, because we've had, Amen. I mean, we've had full casts out and people from tours flown in to do single performances and whatnot for like weird scenarios. It's just insane. But Julie Banco in Funny Girl, one of my all-time favorite performances from the entire year, full stop. She's just mm -hmm. incredible. And like you said, against Tova, Tova just, I interviewed Tova on, on this podcast a few weeks ago, and uh, her word, she's like, that character is so bland and boring on paper, and the way that she breathes life, uh, Tova's character, you know, breathes life into that is just brilliant. I absolutely love it. Yeah. That was incredible. Leah Michelle is incredible. I am a huge fan of Beanie Feldstein. It cannot go without saying I love her. I love her in a titular role. I love her in any role. Um, but I think Leah Michelle was born to play Fanny Bryce. And that's clear on stage. Don't miss it. For anybody who's on the fence or thinking about it, it is absolutely not to be missed. What's um, kind of a, a, a fun off-Broadway show that you've seen? Ooh, easy, easy, easy question. You just threw me a softball. Is that the phrase? You threw me a softball? Yeah, give you a softball question. Softball? Lobbed you a softball. Yeah. Softball question. <laughs> Suffs at the public. Unbelievable. I went absolutely crazy for it. It's worth noting that I am biased in that I love women. I think women are the best. <laughs> um, I'm the co-founder of an organization called the Broadway Women's Alliance. Snap, 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 it snap. is snap snap um it is like in my my core my dna it pulses through my blood pulse through my veins and then you're gonna give me a musical about the suffragists written by Shayna taub i am gonna love it and boy did i love it it is incredible it's primed for broadway um it made me feel things in my core i cried i laughed i felt inspired when i left the theater so i can't wait to see what the life of suffs is beyond the public oh that's so much fun i I, after, um, I think, it, well, I, I guess I'll go back like Hamilton, right? I want to say Hamilton before, before I really get into the business of show business. Uh, it was always just like, what's on Broadway. I'm gonna go to a website. I'm gonna go, you know, see whatever the advertisements are and, or whatever the advertisements tell me to see. And, um, it, it was one of those things where after I realized how much of a journey shows have. And it was because of Hamilton, because it starts off off-Broadway. Workshops, and then off-Broadway, blah, blah, blah. And it goes on and on and on and on, and stuff gets cut that never makes it to Broadway. And just the amount of of exposure that shows get, it's really fascinating to me. Uh, I mean, go back to, to Into the Woods. It was kind of the kind of the same way. And there are some shows that have a clear path to have to have to be on Broadway. And there's other shows that, you know, they do well off Broadway because of the small house and they don't translate. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's a money grab from the producers, but whatever. Good thing we're not recording this. Anyway, so the point. <laughs> <laughs> my, oh, Alan. Uh, my point being is is that I, I love when um, you can get to see stuff off Broadway like that and and then see see it come to life on Broadway several years later. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited, too, to see to uh, to see stuff. Um, there was one. Uh, one that I saw recently off Broadway, which was Great Expectations, Eddie Izzard's version. Mm. I just saw that two weeks ago, I want to say. And uh, if you're listening to this episode in real time, as it just came out, Eddie Izzard is going to be the next episode, the first episode of 2023. So Eddie, just phenomenal person. But uh, I mean, you know, you're familiar with her stand up, right? 
It's so funny that yeah. Eddie Izzard is coming up this week because I was just watching one of her stand-up specials this week. A friend of mine, uh, my friend Patrick, just turned me on to it and started watching it, and she is hysterical. So I was delighted to watch it, and I'm hoping to see great expectations in the new year. It was just extended, right? Yeah, it was just extended through February 11th, I believe. Um, nice. It was extended before it opened, which is very rare. So that's how how much praise and everything I got. But but yeah. Eddie and her brother Mark um, adapted this, you know, ten hours were eight or ten hours worth of like spoken word down to a two act, less than two hour monologue that Eddie performs in true Eddie uh, stand up comedic style. But it's the serious story. So there's all these little interjections of Eddieisms all over. But it's hmm. but the crux of the story. If you even if you if you don't like great expectations, you're still going to like it. But if you do like great expectations, you're going to love it. You just got to go see the show. I cannot talk enough about this. It, 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 I may have recency bias because it was the last thing I saw this year, but yeah. I freaking loved it. It was, it was just great. It was great to see it in oh, a tiny great. little house off Broadway. And, and it's just so intimate with, you know, Eddie being right there. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Great. One of the things I'm looking forward to in 2023. Let's see. Um, talking about empowering women, POTUS, another one of my absolute favorites, favorites from the POTUS. year. POTUS. Um, boy, did I laugh at POTUS. POTUS was hysterical. Um, I saw POTUS with a friend of mine um, who works on uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi's staff. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Like, how much of this is real? How much of this is what actually happens? I laughed so hard. That ensemble cast was phenomenal. Yeah. Every person better than the last. Like, a, a, a surprise and delight of 2022 was POTUS. Absolutely. I wish I wish it had gone on longer. Uh, and I think it, it finished its scheduled run, right? Like, it was yeah, yeah, it it completely, did. which at that time, it was middle of the year, which was hard, like mm -hmm. the dead of the summer. You know, it's just kind of, it's hard to sustain, but, but that, that totally went, um, I'm looking back through my list here. Gosh, my other favorites that stand out, Leopoldstadt, Leopoldstadt. It, oh, that was heavy and so good. So good. Did you... I haven't gone yet. Add that to my list of things to look forward to in 2023. Yeah. Oh gosh. You got it. You got to see that. I think that's been extended. Um, I'm going to, I'm just giving a little, little call out to one of my least favorites is, was, um, the little prince. I was a little 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 upset that it didn't quite touch on being a solid story nor did it touch on being a solid Cirque du Soleil show so it didn't know what it wanted to be yeah Little Prince is one of those shows that you were just talking about this earlier Alan where it's like where does this show belong does it belong on Broadway does it belong off Broadway does it belong in a touring venue or arena I mean that show has had incredible success around the globe but then you know you come to Broadway and a certain kind of storytelling excels on Broadway and a certain kind of storytelling is more challenging but um I, I'll I'll agree with you on this one did you see any any shows um that were not new this season did you see a begin like I I saw I saw Aladdin um Town. yeah I guess Aladdin and Town were not new this season but I did see them again just because I, I had to see them and I enjoyed them equally as much this time. Did you have any of those? I did. I revisited a lot of shows this year. I think that also started in the fall of 2021 when Broadway was coming back and I really wanted to go see Wicked and I wanted to see Aladdin and I wanted to see The Lion King. But I went back and saw a few shows this year. I saw, like you, Town. went back. That show, every time I see something new and something different, an angle, a perspective, a lyric, a, a piece of staging that I hadn't seen before, Rachel Chafkin's direction on that show is 
phenomenal and nuanced and subtle but big it's it's all of the things so i loved going back to hades town i went back to the lion king again for their 25th anniversary Can can you believe you believe that? that 25 years on broadway um Now I feel old. yeah right i went to go see the lion king 25 years ago when i was 10 years old um my sister i'm the youngest of five kids and my oldest sister had taken me to see the lion king the year it came out it was the most phenomenal night we went to the restaurant at the marriott marquee called the view you know the one that spins around Yeah, um yeah. we got there i had cheesecake for the first time in my life she bought me a t-shirt and then i sat on the aisle um where the elephant comes down and i was floored and for many many years i did not go back to the lion king because i had this memory in my head of it and i didn't want it to go away when i started working at sereno coin and for those of you listening who don't know what that is i work at an advertising and marketing agency called sereno coin we've been around since 1977 first ad agency to open that specialized in live entertainment um Aren't for 24 you like the youngest senior marketing director ever? Isn't oh there stop some like, it stop it isn't i that true though? i am i am i think the youngest vice president There you go. There you yes go. You're you're kind of a big deal. no stop And it pr props to you and everything you've accomplished thanks alan because you freaking deserve it. thank you thank you i will take I, I will i will take that uh <laughs> graciously and gratefully so thank you for saying that but i you're digress welcome. <laughs> i digress back to the lion king what i'm about to tell you may may make you want to strip my title from me um i'm 24 years old i'm at sereno coin we're talking about the lion king 14 years after i'd seen it avid theater grower grew up in new jersey been around theater this whole time and we were talking about how the lion king moved theaters moved from the new amsterdam theater to the minsk off at some point and i said Do they still use a live elephant at the Minskoff and where do they store the elephant? Yeah. And that was the first time when I was 24 years old that I figured out that I had maybe suspended my disbelief a little bit too much. Um, and just at 10 years old, I believed, and what's interesting is I believed only the elephant was real. Oh. <laughs> Only the elephant. Only the elephant, but I just remember turning sitting on the aisle right where that elephant came down and I was mesmerized. So 25 years later, celebrating their anniversary, I took my sister who took me to see The Lion King to see it in a, in a full true circle of life moment and Oh, cheered for nice. the elephant. That elephant came down the aisle. I, my, I was clapping, my, I was twirling a baby Simba in my hand. I, was, <laughs> I, I, I am here for elephant. I am elephant's number one hype girl. One of my other, not technically, I guess, Broadway or off Broadway shows that I saw it was, um, it was a town hall event um, with Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey from The Office, The Office Ladies. Mm. Yep. So they were, they had their new book about about their about their experience in the office and they were just doing their book tour and sold out the entire town hall so i got to see that that was super super fun I love that. yeah do you have any do you have any fun like just general cool theatrical experiences like that that were not contractually called broadway or off broadway Mm. Mm. That is a good question. I mean, the second you said book tour, I just started thinking about Michelle Obama. who I have Mm. not gone to her most recent book tour. Her new book is fantastic, but went to her book tour a couple years ago. And it was, it was incredible to be in an arena, like, and talking about a book, right? Like we're not like Beyonce is not like, you know, flying in from the ceiling or anything like that. It's an intimate conversation with Michelle Obama about a book, which I loved. Um, I have to say that my best non-theater theatrical experience of the year 
was seeing Lizzo at Madison Square Garden. That woman is, she is both performer, entertainer, shaman, inspirational, motivational coach. Like she is everything wrapped up into one. I love Lizzo. I worship at the altar of Lizzo. And that was an incredible, incredible show. Is there something that is out there that is super popular like what is your um into the woods like that's something that everyone is like you've seen into the woods right and i say nope sorry like what is do you have one of those that you haven't seen yet on stage yeah (laughs) yes i do have one actually merrily we roll along every i everybody's like oh my god merrily 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 i'm like it sounds lovely what's it about three friends (laughs) um so (laughs) It's about I'm like some quite, cars, right? Right? I'm not quite yeah, yeah. positive what Merrily We Roll yeah. Along is about, but I'll tell you, when it comes to Broadway in 2023, I'll be there um, and <laughs> seeing this new original musical that no one's ever seen before, clearly, um, for the first time. What about you, Alan? Do you have one? Well, yeah, Into the Woods. Well, Into, into the, woods the Woods, but wait. Well, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I need to rewind back a second. You've never seen Into the Woods, Period. Period. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to see if there's a way that I can situate my seat so I can stare at you during the entire (laughs) show when we go see it. Oh, I misunderstood. I thought you were saying you just haven't seen this production of Into the Woods. No, I've I've heard so many of the songs done for audition pieces, Mm -hmm. but I've never seen the story end to end. I know the concept. I know there's like some jacks and some beanstalks and and a a milky white of some sort Mm -hmm. that like sometimes falls over on stage, I think. Mm -hmm. But um, for that's that's about all I got. That's wow. All I got, so. wow. Next week is going to be a wild week for both of us. Two Sondheim shows that we've never seen before. We're going to take a short break. Stay tuned for more of the episode. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Merrily, definitely. Um, that's got a lot of potential. Um... I'm interested to see Shucked. Oh, yeah. uh, I know that you're involved with Shucked a little bit, like with from the pro- promotional side. Like that's coming next year. What's coming next year that you're looking forward to? Shucked is number one on my list for sure. It is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. When I went to the, the first reading I went to of Shucked, there was something I was laughing at so hard that basically had moved on to the next joke and I was still laughing at the previous joke because <laughs> it was that funny. So I'm really excited for audience to see that show, discover that show. Um, that one is one that I am very much looking forward to for next year. I'm excited for Back to the Future. 
because Alan, I'm a I'm a huge nerd and I love that show. I've never seen the movie. What? I know, I know. I just I feel like in the spirit of transparency, I have to continue to be honest with you as we use this as a confessional <laughs> time as well. I have never seen Back to the Future, but everybody who saw it over in the UK came back like smiling ear to ear, just like having a great time at Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah, that's uh that's what I've been hearing. When I first heard Oh, Back to the Future, the musical. I was like, WTF, man. Like, how? That, there are some things that should be a musical, and that's not one of them. And then after the reviews and the feedback and everything, it's just, it seems like it's going to be incredible. Yeah. And, and I think marketing-wise, they're very smart in not showing anything stage-wise yet because they need people to show up and see it out of pure curiosity. So I hope whatever worked in the UK is going to work over here. Uh, that's, it's, it's just this phenomenal, hopefully this phenomenal show that, you know, I cannot wait to, to go see. Yeah. We also have in the musical realm, we have Bad Cinderella coming to yes. Broadway next year as well. We've got uh, some stars coming. Jessica Chastain is coming back to Broadway in A Doll's House as well. Oh yeah. Jessica Chastain is coming. Um, Katie Holmes is coming to Broadway Katie Holmes. She's well. going to be off Broadway in a roundabout show, which, uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's called The Wanderers. I think so. You know who else is in that show? You know Sarah Cooper? She did those phenomenal impressions um, of Donald Trump, sort of like lip dub. You remember Sarah her? Cooper used to work at Google. I know Sarah she from Google. Did. Well, I know her from making me laugh. That's where I know her from. And she's going to be in that show as well, which I'm excited for Katie Holmes, but maybe more excited for Sarah Cooper. Um, I sat front row for American Buffalo this year. Mm. And to see Sam Rockwell work from 10 feet away is one of the, like, that was a life-changing experience for me. It was a master class in being present in the moment and just watching him wander around that stage and just mess with crap and be in the moment. And I was at, at, at the production where the chair broke. Uh, so they sat down in the chair and it broke. And then, like, without missing a beat, Lawrence Fishburne and Sam were just like, they were just messing with the chair, continuing their dialogue, trying to figure out what if they could fix it while while they were going on with the whole story. And it was just this incredible experience. And I, I saw it um I saw it with James Harkness, you know, from Ain't Too Proud. Love and James Harkness. James Harkness, if ja you're listening, I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> James is the best. So yeah, James and I went and we were afterwards, we were just like watching Sam work was so inspirational and yeah. so great like he's he's on my bucket list for this podcast oh, I, wow. I would love to talk to sam all right well hopefully hopefully someone out there is listening and get him on here um i love to sit i don't know about you we've sat really close to the stage before together you could not get me closer to a stage if you tried like i want to be right up front for everything opening night of mr saturday night with billy crystal another amazing star that we had on broadway this year kindest funniest, hardest working man in show business. Um, we were sat in the front row and someone apologized to us and said, I'm so sorry, we had to put you in the first row. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like you could sit me in Billy Crystal's living room on stage and it will not be close enough. It's, I love to sit, I love to sit as close as possible to the stage. So does my best friend, John, he, we sit very close to the stage whenever possible. Obviously you miss something sitting that close, but you gain a lot by like, someone's facial expressions and what they're seeing so i love you keep mentioning love shows that. that i've seen that i didn't record like mr saturday night i saw it i didn't have down and funny girl i didn't have down on my list yeah so i've 
I'm, I'm adding these to my list. I guess I didn't look close enough back it at was my a calendar. big year of theater alan did you see one of the best musicals of the year mj of course wow i did i did i did i i uh i know there is mixed feelings about mj and i tell people purely from an objective standpoint of all of the elemental pieces that have to work together to make a good musical mj is at the top yeah it is so amazing and the talent that miles frost has in his pinky mm -hmm. is more than any of us have put together just absolutely incredible and there was something else i wanted to touch on too that on june 12th i was red carpet and press room for the tony awards so i got to talk with miles i got to talk with joaquina calicango with mm -hmm. like and i was actually right next to the two of them um before they went on on mic to talk about their speeches and stuff or to talk about the awards they were they had met each other for the first time standing right behind me so i was watching them meet each other for the first time both holding their tony awards oh. and oh. it was it was one of those moments that i will never forget and you you can't describe it it's just like being a fly on the wall to watch two of them like the two people identified as the most talented people of this season literally meeting the, each other for the first time and gushing about each other and it, it was just it was so so incredible and so much oh, fun to I watch i love that i love that i feel there's a lot of things that we've talked about today that are just defined as pure joy that moment a lot of the shows all these moments of coming to broadway so just after such a tumultuous couple of years it's so nice to see that yeah i i enjoy that we're getting back to a little bit of normalcy mm -hmm. uh in in that you know, at least we can make it to the end of scheduled runs and tourism is picking back up. But, you know, we're not out of the woods. Like, we still deal with COVID. I think yeah. it's going to be forever. I really do think it's going to be forever. Like, like every year we have flu and cold. I think every year we're going to have resurgence of COVID. Yeah, and we'll, we'll learn more and hopefully we'll find ways of managing it so that people are not getting really sick and it, hopefully it's not as fatal as it was. But I think you're right too. I think we're in this, like, transitional moment in the world where we're learning to live with something that we hadn't, lived with before. I mean, our generation, we have not experienced war or famine or a lot of the other things that generations prior to us have experienced. Like this in so many ways is our war that we're mm -hmm. experiencing. But let's not talk about the sad stuff. Let's talk about the happy well, stuff. Art, art heals. I said that all through every interview that I had all through COVID. Somehow I still managed to release one a week since October 2018, right? Bravo. And thank you. And throughout COVID, throughout all of the times when we shifted to remote interviews and people were disconnected and down and depressed, and we always came back to the fact that that art is a shared experience, theater is a shared experience, art heals, it brings us together, and you don't even have to speak the same language, and you can feel the same thing. And that's utterly important to just the betterment of our society and our interpersonal relationships in general. So mm -hmm. I, I applaud everyone, all the producers who took, took risks, all of the investors who took risks, knowing that they were never going to see their money back. They just wanted to create art and create music and create shows. So there's a lot going on in this business of show business that I think a lot of people just take for granted. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen Some Like It Hot yet? Yes, I saw it uh, about a month ago. Yeah, speaking of like big, amazing 
takes a village effort that show the tap dancing in that show alone is is unbelievable the way that cast can just keep going that the title song that that closes out act one you think they're done and then they keep going and then you think they're done again and they keep going again and they just come back and come back and come back and i that show makes me smile every time i see it i i really really loved it and and um my interview with jason jay harrison g mm -hmm. uh my interview with him he was he, uh, he was telling me that um well they i guess yeah it was they were telling me that my interview was the first time they came out as non-binary so it was at that point in time and now to see jay's translation of their real life experience into that character which by the way was based on a movie that came out what in the 50s right yeah. like mm -hmm. phenomenal that this happened about you know a man transitioning to be non-binary or be a woman in the 50s that was well received but to see jay's performance like again jay and bonnie right there like these these two people who no matter what are going to need the most stage time ever yeah and, from your lips and... please someone are you listening <laughs> but jay's performance i mean i'm not discounting like christian borrell of course is christian borrell phenomenal um but the way that jay's character is written and the way that jay translates this it it, it touches every part of all of the feels that i've got watching that transformation during that show yeah that's a great example of how the writers of that show um matthew lopez who just won a tony award for the inheritance and amber ruffin of the amber ruffin show they mm -hmm. did a really great job of of keeping it true to the film keeping it true to the time period but also giving it a modern lens as we as we you know look back on that time nearly 100 years ago in the film of some like it hot that character of Jerry Daphne doesn't have quite the same evolution. There are a couple lines that are said here or there, but the way they've been able to translate this to stay true, but also evolve with a modern lens has been great. I have no doubt that Jay has been a part of that process as it's come together. And um, Jay sings an incredible number in the second act. He knocked me over with a feather. And I was there on first preview and instantly, I was like, I'm gonna be the first person to stand up I couldn't because everybody beat me to it. People just leapt <laughs> to their feet on a standing ovation for Jay. And um, I, my uh, 2023 prediction is that we're going to see more of Jay and Jay's performance recognized in awards season. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. A, a nomination of for in all the awards. I'm putting that out there because it is so, so, so well-deserved. Absolutely. Um, gosh, there are so many that I see that we've... I've seen that I, I want to talk about how I learned to drive, of course. Yeah. Um, again, David Morse, his character is just this despicable pedophile, but you end up feeling sorry for him at the end of it. And and like I think that this the the way that speaks to his talent as an actor, that you can have that much compassion for someone who's doing something so wrong is incredible it's incredible to watch that did you get to see that one i saw it and i was pretty wrecked by the end of it in in confusion and empathy and anger and a lot of feelings leaving that production so many people saw that production i think it was 20 years ago when yeah. they originated those roles and got to see it again I'm, I'm jealous and envious of those people who could compare those performances but uh that was an absolute highlight of 2022 for me how i learned wow. to drive
Yeah, that was great. I mean, I I think K-pop got a bad rap. I, I really liked K-pop. It was so different and it pushed a lot of boundaries. I don't know if this was, I don't know enough about the backstory. I didn't see it at Ars Nova. I didn't see it off Broadway. So I don't, I don't have anything to compare it to. Um, but it, it worked enough for me on Broadway, but apparently obviously did not work enough for others. Did you get, did you have the chance to see it off Broadway? I didn't have the chance to see it off Broadway or on Broadway. Um, that's one that I am sad to have missed this year, but alas, there are only 365 days a year, not enough days to make it to see everything. Um, but I'm sad I missed it. And the buzz around it, people were having a great time at K-pop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, it's, it's weird because this speaks to a lot of the accessibility issues that you have shows like Hamilton that do try to address with bring with like busing in underprivileged schools or whatever the case is to see these shows and give these experiences. And I think the, the average ticket goer for K-pop did not, was not able to afford the average Broadway price. And so that may be why it did so much better uh, off Broadway in terms of ticket sales. But obviously um, the, the feedback that I heard was that just, it was more immersive and it was more interactive and, um, I worry about that with Titanic as well. Titanic is one of my favorite, favorite off-Broadway shows. Uh, and it's selling out like crazy. It's been extended like three times now. And it's transferred from one theater from the asylum, which was a tiny, you know, below Gristides in, on, in Chelsea yeah. market in Chelsea. Um, now to the Daryl Roth, which is a huge thing. And then I, like, I know the cast and the cast is like, it doesn't quite work now that we're in, in front of like a, a bigger audience. It needs to be more immersive. But I'm like, well, it works just in a different way. So I, I hope Titanic stays where it is yeah. with a redesigned set. I don't think it's going to work on Broadway. We, will, we shall see. But who knows if it's going to, if there's plans. We shall see. Um, we also had some pretty big stars come to Broadway this year in 2022. Obviously, we've talked about Billy Crystal already, but Hugh Jackman, Daniel Craig. Have you heard of them? They were on Broadway this year, too. Yeah, they've done a couple things. <laughs> Music Man is is one of the three movies that, um, like VHS tapes that I wore out as a kid that got me into theater. So there's West Side Story, Music Man is Singing in the Rain. Mm -hmm. um, side note, hashtag revival singing in the rain. Let's start that now. Okay. Um, so <laughs> no one's uh, on Twitter, so no one's going to see your hashtag, but let's start it. All right, TikTok. We'll, we'll TikTok trend it. Yeah, there we um, go. That's, that's what the kids do, right? And uh, yeah, so Sutton, I think, was so underutilized in... in that's another one of these roles where I'm like, geez, you, you, it's wasted. Like, this character is wasted in this show because Sutton made, uh, I think, <laughs> one, of the best, one of my favorite moments um, near the end when Sutton's, like, trying to seduce um the uh the 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 evil salesman to try to make him miss his train remember yeah. and so like there's no lines so she's not doing the the script and that was the funniest moment to me because she got to be Sutton for like just a little bit yeah she had to be true Sutton I'm like oh there she is there she is that was great she is a master of musical theater I there were a few of those moments for me watching Sutton on stage where I could tell that she just brought something um it, it, she made it her own in those moments I I was like an 80 year old woman from Long Island at the Music Man. Like like the Wells Fargo wagon comes out. I'm like slapping my knee. I'm so joyful. I'm smiling ear to ear under my mask. That show made me so happy. Um, do I think that Hugh and Sutton were perfect for those roles? I don't know, but did they make me happy? Abso, I was gonna say a curse word. Can I say a curse word on this podcast? Sure. Abso-fucking-lutely, they made me so happy at that show. 
Yeah. Who else? Who else was big? Uh, yeah, Daniel Craig, of course. Like you, like you mentioned. Alan, um, I had a drink with Daniel Craig at a bar. Shut up. Yeah, I was drinking water, but he got a martini. I just watched the new Knives Out movie the other mm -hmm. night, so mm -hmm. now I'm all in Daniel Craig mode again. Yeah, he is. Have you seen? He it? is. Um, I have not seen it yet. Um, he also another one who's like a master of his craft. Like I was in the theater one day when he was getting ready for the performance. He was on stage with Ruth Nega. They were just doing some warm ups and getting in character and the focus. He's like a classically trained actor. I I loved watching that part of the process and, and seeing him get ready for Shakespeare on stage. That that's um, one of the shows that I missed too. I never got to see uh, the the Scottish play. Um, I'm not scared. I'll call it Macbeth. There you go. Well, we're not in a theater right now anyway. <laughs> Macbeth, Macbeth, Macbeth. All the um, world's a stage. All the world's a stage. Gosh, I'm trying to think if I had a favorite. There's different things I like for different reasons. Um, one of my one of my most just like no complaints, I walked away with a smile on my face recently was Anne Juliet. Oh my gosh, so much fun. Just fun, right? Because every song is already a proven hit. Like So fun. Yeah, it's female empowerment. It's a, a, a twist on the classic Romeo and Juliet that you already know. And every song that is sung is a song you've already heard because it's been number one on the Billboard charts or close to it over the last 30 years. So yeah. it's just, I think it's so well put together and the costumes are great and the way that i think it's the 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 way that a a a solo song when turned into a duet completely changes the meaning is so much fun to play to use that word play like i want it that way turns into an argument between will shakespeare and his wife yeah. real really named anne hathaway so anne and will are arguing saying i want it that way no i want it that way and it's the best thing that and they start out the damn show with this like near near the top right and it's just like okay this is what it's gonna be i like it it is the mama mia of our time i love it i'd go back any night of the week when next time i'm feeling sad remind me to go to aunt juliet <laughs> okay okay well we have talked gosh we've been talking for a long time so let's wrap this up let's see so um if you had to pick a top top show at, from what you've seen in 2022 to see over and over again once a week for the all of next year what would you pick do i only get to pick one yes you have to pick one this is hard how dare you alan this is a really hard question but like i started this podcast by saying 2022 is the year of into the woods and for me it's going to be more of that joy i want that cast to rotate through every every week to be different but that's the show that i would see once a week every week for all of 2023 if i if i could wow well now okay next week seriously we gotta go because we I have to, to go I need, we have I to need go to feel i need to feel this power and this passion yes um yes i was gonna i was gonna say it's a toss-up between some like it hot and Anne juliet um wait you don't get to pick two i wanted to pick more than okay, one and and juliet then and okay. juliet because every time i listen i've been listening to the cast album now and I also love the trend of having cast albums come out when the show opens love or, it. or before it, because now with COVID and everything, people have had time to slow down and plan ahead, which is great. And we've also got some, uh, some cast albums that are dropping before the show. It, like that's the announcement of the show, mm -hmm. which is, which is incredible. Um, 
but anyway so i think i think i'd go with Anne juliet just because there's so many layers to it and representation is there with non-binary characters and female empowerment and you know the story of romeo and juliet and it's pop songs with classical theater thrown in and it's just it's a little bit of everything that somehow just works and i really like it great I love that. What are you most looking forward to in 2023? I know this is your podcast, but I'm going to do some of the interviewing. Hmm. What am I most Pick looking one, forward to? Pick one. One show. It's all you've got. Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going with Back to the Future. Because, uh, again, that's one of those like iconic childhood things that you just, if it's right, it's right. And it's going to bring back all the feels. And... So along those lines, too, someone should be developing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle musical, too. Mm, I think you're the one to do that. I believe All in right. It. it could just be called The Secret of the Ooze, the musical. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with your ticket sales. <laughs> that was the title of the second movie. The Secret yes, of the Ooze. Yes, because you... so many people know that. Oh, come on. Did you not see... Okay, along with not seeing Back to the Future, did you also not see TMNT? I mean, I watched it as a kid on like Saturday mornings. No, no, not the cartoons, like the full movies with the actors in in the suits doing real martial arts. You didn't I think watch my any answer of that? to that is no. My answer to that is no. <laughs> but I will tell you, I liked the orange turtle and the pink turtle. <laughs> okay, Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, Michelangelo. Those okay. were the four of them. But there was a one. There was there was a girl turtle at one point. In the cartoon. Yeah, she had pink on. Yeah, okay. So the cartoon took liberties with the original story, and that's okay. That's okay, but I'm still, I'm true to the first two of the three movies. The third one was low budget, and they went in the past. They time traveled. It was horrible. But one and two, obviously very good. Fine, fine, fine. I wish you luck on your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle musical. I hope it's a musical, not a play. Oh, yeah. You can't have TMNT as a play that just gets way too experimental <laughs> way too dark way too dark, <laughs> way um, too I'm, dark. Gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna answer my own question and say that 2023 i'm most looking forward to shocked yeah i, I want to laugh the music is so good um written by a nashville songwriting duo brandy clark and shane McAnally. so that's that's my 2023 joy that should be fun i cannot wait for that as well i've heard only good things. A lot from you. <laughs> You've been working on it for a little while. Uh, cool. Well, for everybody listening, Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking out this uh, this podcast with me and with all the guests. And gosh, I'm pulling up my spreadsheet here. This is going to be episode 247. Can you believe that? 247 plus like 20 or 25 bonus episodes that weren't numbered at some point. But I am grateful for everybody listening and for the continued support of the guests and the industry. And of course, I don't know, Diana Salome, you're the best. You're, you're the best, Alan. The I'm best. so proud of you as you talk about that 247 episodes, bonus episodes not included there, building up the Broadway Podcast Network. I am so proud of you. So I, I toast to you and happy, happy new year. Happy New Year to you and everybody listening and be safe. And I don't know, what what do they always say on on, on Saturday mornings? Get a designated driver? No, they wouldn't say that. Saturday mornings. <laughs> <laughs> but don't, don't drink and drive, folks. Say no to drugs. I don't it's know. Anyway. Do you know where your children are? Oh, yeah. It's 10 p.m. Do yeah. you know where your children are? That was always the creepy 
so creepy. Right? Take a deep breath, make the world a little colorful. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.